Today, I want to talk about the fact that how you do keto matters, but it isn't the most important thing. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet. I'm Violet. I'm a psychologist. The reason I make these videos is to help people to understand that your physical health and mental health come together to create your overall sense of well-being. If you think these kind of videos would be helpful to you, consider subscribing. There are a few different ideas that come about when we think about how to do keto. I'm just going to go through the list that I created for myself. So are you doing grass fed or a grocery store? Are you paying attention to the amount of fat intake? So basically, are you aiming at a fat percentage? Do you count your macros? Do you keep your grams of carbs under 20 or under 30 or under 50? Do you use net carb versus total carb? And are you using processed foods or whole foods? So these ideas are constantly being debated when we're looking at the keto world and how people are managing their keto life. I wanna talk about this from the perspective of what's actually gonna help you to attain your goals and then how these other ideas come into play. So in order, in order to attain your goals, the first thing that we need to focus on is what actually creates the ketogenic lifestyle. So what creates a situation where you are in ketosis? Of the things that I just mentioned, the only one that actually matters is getting your grams of carbs under 20. That's the only one that matters. In order to get into ketosis, Dr. Westman has pointed out that for the majority of people, if you do 20 grams of carbs or less, he encourages total. So 20 grams of carbs or less total, you will get into ketosis as most people do. There's a small number of people that need to go less than that. So in order to engage a ketogenic lifestyle, of the list I just read, 20 grams of carbs or less is the only one that actually specifically matters. Okay. So what are the others? Why is it important to even understand the others and how do they come into play in living a healthy lifestyle? The most important thing is understanding that food is fuel. And, and that's all food. It's fuel and it's building blocks. Now, we have fats, we have carbs. Those are the fuel sources. It really becomes important to understand that these two fuel sources have small differences that end up being larger differences. So when you're fueling your body with fat, there are certain fats that our body cannot produce, so we need to eat fat. When you're fueling your body with carbs, we don't actually need to eat them. They are purely energy, that's all. There's no other nutritional value coming from carbohydrates, only fuel. So when we start to understand that, then we start to understand the other thing that's happening because when we eat carbohydrates, and our insulin rises, carbohydrates cause the largest rise in insulin, and our insulin rises, our body works really, really hard to put those carbohydrates where they belong because the only goal that they have is fueling us. So it's either fueling us in the moment, fueling us in the very near future, or fueling us in the very distant future. So whether it's in glycogen, the near future, or fat storage, the distant future. Now, once we understand that about the food that we're eating, what happens? If I have enough energy on my body to fuel myself into the distant future, so any person who happens to classify themselves in this moment as overweight, I have enough energy on my body to fuel myself into the future. 
all of a sudden the need to eat carbohydrates is no longer present. Because if I have enough energy in my body to fuel myself well into the future, that means that I also can, because of what I have stored, produce energy to fuel myself right now. Because that's how this works, right? If well into the future, so let's say three days from now, I actually have no access to food, the fat storage becomes my food. And it will allow me to stay alive until I find more food. So now, how we accomplish eating 20 grams of carbs or less per day varies. And that's where those other elements that I listed above come into play. You see, when we were learning to drive a car, for example, we were taught very specifically, you know, your hands are at 10 and two, and then every time you're gonna change lanes, you indicate, we should allow other cars to pass. We always should respect every single um, signage of the road. We should pay very close attention to all other drivers. So there's a long list of things that we're taught at driving school. And when we first graduate, we know all that information. Over the course of time, I'm sure that we've all had the situation where we see a road sign and we can't remember what it means. Or we find ourselves changing lanes and we haven't indicated. Why? Because when you're doing something for a period of time, those specifics of the details, sometimes we, we forget about them and we have to remind ourselves to do them. Everything is like this. Keto isn't different. So although it's always best practice to do every single one of the things all the time, sometimes we can get away with doing some of the things some of the time and still be accomplishing the goal. At the end of the day though, we all know that the truth is we should be doing all the things all the time. When you drive, you should be doing all the things all the time. You should remember what the signs mean. You should, right? It should always be there. So is it important to know what all these things are for a ketogenic lifestyle? Yes. Are we going to do them all perfectly all the time? Of course not. We're human. So then it becomes, what are the most important things to pay attention to? And what are the things that if I forget it once in a while, it's not the biggest deal. And that depends on A, where you are in your journey, and B, what you're trying to accomplish in this particular moment in time. Just like in driving, paying attention to your surroundings never goes away, right? It's the baseline. Pay attention to what's happening, what you're doing. What the, that's a baseline that most drivers will say that that's something that they never stop doing. Same thing with keto. Keeping those grams of carbs under 20 is a baseline that's always there. The thing is, do you do net or do you do total? Ah. That one can change. Why? As Dr. Westman told us, if we do 20 total or less, most people will be in ketosis. But the same way that there are going to be some people that have to do 15 total, there are going to be some people that have to do 10 total, there will be some people who have to do carnivore to keep themselves in a good physically feeling state. There are also those of us who can be at 30 total and be under. There are some of us who can be at 40 total and be under. In reality, a ketogenic lifestyle is really 50 total grams of carbs per day or less. So if you end up being able to live your life doing 20 net, which is 50 total, chances are very good you're going to be fine. So when we're talking about do I do net or do I do total, what we're really trying to figure out is are you one of the people who can be all the way up to 50 grams total and still be in ketosis? Or are you one of those few that as soon as you hit 50 total, you're no longer in ketosis? So maybe like you get to 45, maybe you get to 40, and ooh, all of a sudden you're not in keto anymore. Knowing this information is helpful for you. So 50 total, 20 net, 
It's because they're pretty much equivalent. Is it a big deal? No. But how you're tracking matters because you need to know how your body's reacting. So what about the amount of fat you're intaking? Again, this comes down to where are you in your journey and the fact that everybody's different. So at the very beginning of a ketogenic lifestyle, of course, a little bit, we rise our fat because we're trying to balance the fact that we've taken carbs out of our life and we're trying to get our body to adapt. But once we're adapted, is there a need to hit a specific fat number? It depends on where you are in your ketogenic lifestyle. And this comes back to people understanding what you're trying to accomplish in the moment. When I was in the process of trying to heal my body and therefore also trying to lose a bit of weight because those things go hand in hand, then it was important for me to allow my body to use the extra fat that I was walking around with because that was causing me to be heavy, which was causing my knees to work harder and my ankles to work harder than they needed to, my back to work harder than I needed to, right? Like the extra weight that I was carrying around was not serving the purpose, which is fuel me for when I don't have food, because the truth is I live in a scenario where I always have food. And even at this current weight where I'm now healthy, I'm still in the scenario where I could go a few weeks without food. So did I need that extra 30, 40 pounds? No. At that moment, eating extra fat was not serving my goal. Today, because I'm trying to stay at this weight, do I allow myself to eat a little bit of extra fat? Yes, I do. Am I trying to hit a certain number? Not really. I eat to satiation. So if I'm eating a steak and there's a bit of fat on it, then I will eat until I feel satiated, right? I might not finish all the fat. Sometimes I do, it depends on how hungry I am. But there's not a specific number of fat that I'm trying to accomplish all the time because my fat intake depends on what I'm trying to accomplish and it also depends on how hungry I am. So the thing that might cause me to eat more fat is realizing that I ate a meal and at the end of what, like the few hours that I normally would have still been full or still been satiated, I should say, I'm starting to feel hungry. If I can't make it between meals, then I now know I didn't eat enough fat in my, in my meal. If I'm making it between my meals and I feel fine, then I know I've eaten enough fat to make it through my meals. Now, let's be careful. Everybody's different. How much time are you putting between meals and how far are you trying to allow yourself to go will matter, right? If you're still eating three meals a day, um, chances are very good that you're gonna need less fat to get between those three meals than I need to get between my one meal a day. So everybody's different. It's about trial and error. It's about understanding how your body's reacting and functioning in the moment. What's your goal? So are we eating processed foods or are we eating whole foods? Again, what's my goal? What am I trying to accomplish? When we're only focused on getting our weight to a certain place, is it tempting to eat a processed food that gives us those perfect macros so that, and we're now we're going to, are the macros what's important? Is it tempting to eat something that's going to give me perfect macros and allow me to lose weight in the fastest possible way? Or will I eat a complete whole foods meal means more cooking, means more prep time, and at the same time means that maybe that food is less fun, but it's building the body that's strong for me. The thing that I want people to think about is what's your long-term goal? What's your current goal? 
What are we trying to accomplish? You see, my current goal determines what I eat. My long-term goal determines what I eat. If I want a body in the future that's going to be strong enough for me to play with my kids, strong enough for me to do any work that I need to do, flexible enough for me to feel comfortable and at ease with myself and allow me to live the life that I want to live, if, I, if that's my goal, the building blocks that I use to fuel my body are important. And then do I choose processed foods or do I choose whole foods? If I'm trying to create a situation where my body is strong in this moment, so I'm losing weight, but I'm building, I'm having enough energy to get through my day and I'm able to do what I want to do. Maybe I'm working out. I want to build muscle. Again, am I using processed foods or whole foods? Some people do believe that protein shakes and fast burning carbs are going to help you to build a better body. I'm putting it forward to you that if you think about it, a natural protein, so some kind of meat, some kind of veg that's giving you protein is going to be much better building blocks for your body because that's what our body has been built on before the Industrial Revolution, before we had these processed foods and it got us here. But again, what am I trying to accomplish? One of the things that I really want everyone to think about is the focus I give myself will depend on what I'm trying to do right now. If I'm starving and I haven't eaten in seven days and you give me a bar, better believe I'm going to eat it because I'm starving. But if I'm not starving and you give me a bar that I can eat right now or I can invest some time in cooking something and eat in 20, 30, 40 minutes, I'm going to choose to invest in cooking something healthy and eat in an hour so that I'm building that better body. Because I know seven years from now, when all of my cells have been replaced, they've been replaced with quality. I'm encouraging people to understand that how you do keto matters because how you do it tells your body, helps your body to create an appropriately strong body so that you can do what you want to do in the future. How you do keto helps to solve metabolic syndrome so that you can do what you want to do in the future and live longer and be stronger and be healthier. How you do keto allows you to learn that shortcuts when it comes to your body isn't important. Taking the time investing in you is actually more important because you are the most important thing that you will ever have. This body that takes us through the world is more valuable than money, household, houses, um, like anything that you could acquire. This is more important than it. Without you, your children don't exist. Without you, you don't exist. So you are the most important thing invest in you. True wellness warriors not only look at this moment and say, how can I do this to be stronger? They look at how will doing this and being stronger today help me to be stronger seven years from now when this entire body has been rebuilt. What I eat today matters for tomorrow. It matters for the day after that. If my food is grass-fed, if my food is organic, that's a matter of can I afford? And that's a matter of taking that step up in quality. The most important thing about a ketogenic lifestyle is that you're using whole foods and that you're using quality proteins. We can have quality proteins 
in a grocery store, right? That's better quality than eating processed proteins. So it's, step, it's about stepping up. Processed proteins, grocery store proteins, so any kind of meat from a grocery store, grass-fed proteins. The same way that we can get protein in a processed form, we can get vegetable slash fruit slash dairy in a processed form. And the question becomes, am I getting those from processed foods? Am I getting them from whole foods from the regular grocery store? Or am I getting them whole foods organic? Again, as you move up this chain, you're doing better for yourself. What's important for everyone to understand is it's about finance. Interestingly to me, the processed foods tend to be sometimes much more expensive than the whole foods. So I'm paying more to harm my body versus paying a little bit less and getting better quality food. I'm encouraging everyone, if you're a typical person with a typical income, focus on whole foods from the grocery store. On the occasions that you can afford whole foods that are grass-fed, whole foods that are organic, go for it. Giving our money to processed foods, no matter how clean they're saying they are, is giving your money to foods that are fast absorbed, that allow us to overeat because if I process a food, I can eat more of it. Think sugar versus sugarcane. The amount of sugarcane that you can eat like, would not even equal a teaspoon if you tried to eat it in, in cane form. Wouldn't be able to do it. So I want you to think processed foods allow us to overeat what we would have eaten if we had eaten the whole food. And that's the number one reason to allow yourself to eat the whole food. You're going to be able to better control your portions. No matter what they tell you on those packages, you wouldn't have eaten that amount if you had eaten the whole food. And then, of course, if you can go organic, you go organic. The thing that I want everyone to think about is the fact that it's a leveling up, right? Imagine this. The most important thing about going to work is getting there, right? You need to arrive at work. But for every person, we have multiple ways that we can get to work. Am I getting to work by walking? That'll take a certain amount of time, and, but it's efficient and it's effective. I will get there. Am I getting to work by riding some kind of vehicle, a bicycle, a skateboard, a, a scooter? Again, it's going to take me a little bit less time to get there. Maybe I'm going to be a little bit more overheated. So pluses and minuses. Am I getting to work by taking the bus? Okay, I'm not going to be overheated, but dependent on how long it takes in the bus, it might be shorter than riding something. It might be longer than riding something. But when I take the bus, now I'm using someone else's schedule, right? And I have to contend with other people on the bus, right? Which could be positive, it could be negative. Am I driving to work? And even in my drive, I have multiple options. Am I driving a motorcycle? Am I driving a car? Am I Do you see what's happening here? The important thing is getting to work. But yet, look how many options we have in order to get to work. But would anyone argue that the most important thing is arriving there and doing your work? No. But are there many different ways to get there? Absolutely. Some people don't even leave their house. They are work from home. There's so many different options. It's the work that you do that's important. And for keto, it's the same thing. There's so many different options and it's understanding for yourself which one is going to be the most efficient in terms of your time, in terms of your money, 
but most importantly in terms of your health. Because the number one thing that never changes, just like doing the work never changes, right? That's the reason you go to work. 20 grams of carbs or less, right? Getting into that ketogenic state so that your body can burn fat for fuel. That's the most important part. And if you're one of those few people that needs to be 10 grams of carbs or less, you need to know that. If you're one of those people that can be at 40 grams of carbs or less, you that's good to know as well, but it's, not, it's a little bit less important, right? So that's where that, right? How you do keto matters, but it's not as important as doing keto in a way that allows you to be in a ketogenic state. I hope that I was clear and helped everyone to understand what we're really focusing on. Let's not get bogged down with the clutter, right? I want all my wellness warriors to be healthy and to be healthy, you need to know what you're aiming at. If you found this video helpful and would like to contribute to the production of more videos, I want everyone to know that I have a Patreon account now. You can go to Patreon slash Violet Rivera and make a contribution if that's something that you're able to do. I'd appreciate it. If you're not already subscribed, please subscribe because I am so committed to talking to every single one of you and helping you to change your life. And if you subscribe and ring that bell, you will know when my next video is coming out so you don't miss the next bit of information that I have for you. I want to thank you for watching Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet, and I will talk to you in the next video. Have a great day.